0: Well, good morning, everyone. As far as I was concerned, just hearing Pastor Latell say what he said to start with was good for me if he just kept on going there. I did see a picture the other day that uh, Joe Biden and Jill were laying a wreath at the tomb of the unknown voter. <laughs> That's good. That is so good. I heard that the Pope was going to make him a saint because he raised all them people from the dead who went and voted. I wouldn't have done that except your pastor got this started and you all laughed with him, so I figure, I figure you wouldn't throw uh, any, anything at me so forth. You know, for about uh, 50 years that I've been uh, pastoring churches, this is the first Christmas that I really didn't preach a Christmas sermon in uh, about 50 years. Uh, and Christmas is a very wonderful time of year you know the story when the angels were keeping watch over their flock by night, and the angel Lord came and shone round about them and said, Fear not, for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And then all of a sudden there was this multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The angels showed up. Did you ever wonder how many angels showed up? Now, this is what's so powerful. All of them. Hebrews 1, 6 says, And when he bringeth the first begotten into the world, he said, And let all the angels of God worship him. There was never an event in the history of mankind prior or after like that event of the incarnation. When God became man. And all the angels came to witness there's three times in the Bible. Oh, by the way, I better pull this out. Where did my phone go? Did you take my phone, Pastor Bill? Where is it? I, the reason I brought my phone up here was I told Pastor Bill I couldn't see that sign back there because of the glare of the light, and so I'll go get my phone, and I'll set the alarm to go i I'll know when to stop so you folks won't be mad at me. Does anybody see my phone? <laughs> I see it right back there. I went back there and washed my hands. That lady gets a special, God bless you. Well, I don't, did you ever hear the story about the guy was sitting in a restaurant and everybody had a cell phone but him? And all of a sudden he went, hello? Yeah, sure, uh-huh, uh-huh. And the waitress said, you're silly, you don't have a cell phone. He said, no, 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 I work for the CIA. I have chips in my nails. She said, get out of here. He went to the bathroom. He came out of the bathroom. He had a stream of toilet paper hanging on the back of his pants. And she said, some Mr. CIA man you are, look at that paper hanging out of the back of your pants. He said, oh, I'm receiving a fax. <laughs> I probably blown my chances to every... Get invited back to gospel, but I do appreciate this opportunity uh, to be here, and uh, it'll get better in the next service when your pastor preaches, so <laughs> that'll be a wonderful thing. You know, uh, when I was thinking about, I, asked, I called Pastor Bill after he had invited me to speak and asked him what he was going to speak on, and he told me, and uh, so I, we didn't want to be crossing over uh, talking about the same thing, though sometimes that's good you emphasize something, uh, but I was settling on something that I thought would be good for us in 2021. You know, 2020, right now, it's all hindsight, and uh, this is a brand new year, and I'm glad the Lord gives us new years. Are, are you one of those people who uh, make New Year's resolutions? How many of you do that? Uh, I, I typically don't do that uh, because usually it's about 8 or 9, 10 days in the new year when I think about doing that. And uh, that's about the time I would have broken the resolution anyway. You know, the, the president of the Procrastinators Club said some of our best members haven't even joined yet. and um, <laughs> That's me. I haven't joined, joined that yet either way. But uh, I am glad to be saved and I, I want to walk with the Lord in 2021. You know, in 2020, I'm sure a lot of us are even thankful to be alive in 2020. Uh, How many of you lost some loved one in 2020? Some loved one, someone close to your family did. And uh, probably there's some of you here that might have thought even your time would come. And, uh, you know, the Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die. And after this, the judgment. So we know we're going to die. Just want to make sure that you're ready. And, uh, you know, the word Christian is only mentioned in the Bible three times. Three times. In the book of Acts chapter 11, they were called Christians first in Antioch. Second time is in Acts chapter 26, when Paul was giving his defense before Agrippa, and obviously he had the power of God on him, filled with the Spirit of God. It was so powerful that Festus cried out, much learning doth make thee mad, Paul. He said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. And he looked at Agrippa and he said, Believest thou the prophets? I know thou believest. And Agrippa said, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Now I've heard people say things like he was laughing. Ha, you trying to persuade me to be a Christian. I don't think that's the way it was at all. I think that was a very serious, sober moment that he was pressing home the mark of uh, salvation and conviction was so deep in that room, Festus was under conviction. I think Agrippa was under conviction, and he said, probably uh, with trembling, he said, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. I thought about the Herod family. You know, there was the Herod that killed all of the babies in Bethlehem. There was the Herod that beheaded John the Baptist, and there were some other Herods. It was a very wicked family. And uh, here it comes to this sort of last Herod that you want to read about in the, the scriptures, who said almost to think he would be so close to, to getting saved, but didn't get saved. Thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And the third time is found in the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, when uh, Paul said, don't suffer as an evildoer, as a murderer, as a busybody, and other men's matters. But if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but glorify God on this behalf. So a Christian is, if you put those three thoughts together, A Christian is somebody who has made the right decision about Christ. Now, Agrippa didn't make it. He didn't make the decision. But he made a decision. But this wasn't the right decision. And then a Christian is somebody in whose life there is an observable difference. They were called Christians, first in Antioch. And thirdly, a Christian is somebody who is committed to God no matter what. If it costs something, if it's troubles, if it, if it brings some whatever in my life, that uh, if you suffer as a Christian, let him glorify God and not be ashamed of that. The Apostle Paul obviously was a, a great Christian. And in the book of Galatians, chapter 4 and verse 19, he said, My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Now, to be a Christian is somebody who is like Christ. When I was in the Navy, I got saved at the age of 19 serving in the United States Navy. Bob Ware was a Christian. He got saved in the Navy a few years before I got saved, but he had grown in the Lord, and God was stirring in his heart about preaching, and he was preaching, and he was a great witness for the Lord. And so he was responsible for a number of us guys coming to know the Lord and helping us grow in the Lord. And I remember the day a man said to me, you're a Wareite." I'm a what? You're a wereite. I had no idea what he's talking about. He said, You're somebody who follows were. Whatever he says, that's what you believe. Well, he said the right things, and so I wanted to believe the right things. Now, I don't want to be known as a wereite, but I do want to be known as a Christite. I do want to be known as a Christian. The apostle Paul said, My little children, here, here's an old man who has some converts. And he had converts because he worked at it. He went after people. He said to the Jew, I became as Jews. To them under the law, under the law, I was this and this. That I by all means might save some. He had some. I have some. Do you have some? Do you want to win some? Would you like to have some? The woods are full of them people who do need the Lord. And Paul said, I have some. And those were his little children that he had sought after. And they became little children, not four or five-year-old kids, but they were little children in that they had come to know the Lord. They were as newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And uh, he was travailing in birth again. Now, men don't travail in birth. Women do. They understand that. But Paul was saying like, it's like I'm having birth pains. I want you to be growing in the Lord so much that it's like I'm having birth pains. I'm laboring. You know, it's an interesting verse. The Bible says, but thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. One of the Phenomenons in the medical profession is a woman who is with child and she carries that baby nine months and she goes through labor and brings forth a stillborn. All of that labor was in vain. Paul said, your labor. Sometimes we think, is it worth it serving God? Well, first of all, who else are you going to serve? You're going to serve somebody. You might as well serve God. And because uh, he is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. And so here is the apostle Paul said, I'm, I'm going through like birth pangs so that Christ can be formed in you. There's some interesting verses in the book of 1 Peter again. Paul, Peter said that uh, the Lord Jesus has left us an example that ye should follow his steps. He said, Paul said, you have not so learned Christ. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now, why would we want to learn of him? Why would we want to follow his example? So Christ can be formed in us. So in 2021, and I realize I'm talking to some senior saints here, not only in age, but probably in the faith as well but who among us would say yet that we have arrived? We haven't, even Paul said, I've not attained that. I haven't haven't got to where I don't need to grow anymore need to know anymore about the Lord. So he is is saying, "I, I want to keep on going. I want to keep on growing. I want to have the increase of the Lord. I want to learn of Jesus. And the more I learn of him, you know, I go to the Holy Land every day. Now, to me, the Holy Land would be, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Every day I read a chapter, at least a chapter, where I walk with Jesus for a chapter every day. And uh, now some days I may do more chapters in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, but I do at least a chapter. you get got to walk with him. And sometimes, though I've read those numbers of times, I say, Lord, would you give me something out of this chapter today? Would you speak to my heart today? And sometimes the Lord will just drop a little nugget on you, and uh, it's something that you think you've read that before, but all of a sudden it had just a little different nuance to it, a little different, uh, it's like holding a diamond up, and you just sort of turn look at it and see the different facets of it. Uh, The Bible is the most amazing book that has ever been written. I like the fact over here we preach the Bible, the whole Bible, nothing but the Bible, so help us God. You know, you're blessed indeed to go to a church where they preach the Bible, the whole Bible, and nothing but the Bible, so help us God. And uh, your pastor is a, a man of the book. And so here is the Lord Jesus wanting us to learn of him. When you learn of him, uh, I was going to take you to Luke's gospel and just sort of walk you through a few little things, but let me just sort of mention them to you. Listen good right now. Uh, Jesus, he was interested in growing. And uh, you and I, if we're going to learn of him and be like him, we've got to be interested in going, growing. In Luke 2:42, and Jesus increased in wisdom, stature, favor with God and man. If you want to be a well-rounded square, then you have to increase in wisdom, stature, favor with God and man. If you hold your hand up for just a moment, hold your hand up, we're going to let your thumb be increased. And here's what Jesus wanted to do. He did increase in wisdom, stature, favor with God and man. He increased mentally, physically, and spiritually, and socially. If you and you'll notice that your thumb is opposable to all of your fingers. If you want to get a good grip, well, you can take your hand down. Now. If you want to get a good grip on life, then you want to have increase. And may 2021 be the year of increase in wisdom that we might learn and grow. You know, there's. I came across a verse one day in proverbs he that handleth a matter wisely shall find good i thought if i just knew how to handle a matter wisely if i knew how to handle miss judy wisely if i knew how to handle my children wisely or my grandchildren or my great grandchildren wisely i would find good if i knew how to handle our church people or my neighbors you need wisdom and uh, stature is physical now most of us in this room today we're not in the Growing north or south stage we're interested in the east west stage <laughs> and, and you think we'd be good be good about it because we've we've gone east and west and come back and go back out and come back uh, but the point I think there is that you just sort of take care of yourself and uh, you heard your pastor ask you to pray for him uh, because of the ear surgery and he was trivector of cancers and uh, Everybody has physical issues, and the older you get, most people have some kind of physical issue, but you take care of yourself as best you can. There are some things you can do, and then Jesus increased in knowledge with God. He grew as as a man when he became a man. He grew in his knowledge of God, though as God he knew everything. You and I, we need to increase our knowledge of God. We need to learn more about the Lord. And then, and man, you need to be able to handle yourself. You know, there are people who are paid six-digit figures because they they know how to handle people. They know how to work with people. If you have any kind of common sense at all and you know how to work with people or you can work people without uh, being nasty kind of a person, uh, you could just about write your ticket. There are some social, social skills we could all learn about. I heard about a guy that uh, every time somebody, he would talk to him and say something, he said, phooey. Fooey." And uh, some guy said, you know, I'm going to help you. He said, why don't you change the word "fooey into interesting? So somebody would say something, instead of him saying "foolish," he'd say, interesting. Changed his life. Interesting. If you just know how to get along, And then the Bible teaches us that Jesus was baptized. Now, he wasn't baptized because he got saved and got baptized. He was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. You and I get baptized because we have trusted in Christ. And uh, only saved people get baptized. But in the book of Acts, all saved people got baptized. You know, the thief on the cross obviously did not. He could not. But uh, in the Bible, when they believed, got saved, they got baptized. And the amazing thing is they usually got baptized right away. Do you know who went the longest time frame from salvation to baptism in the book of Acts? Paul. And from his moment of conversion to his baptism was three days. Interesting. But he did get baptized. Jesus got baptized. And then the Bible tells us in Luke's gospel, chapter 4, chapter 3 tells us in verse 21 that when he was baptized, John said he saw the Spirit of God like a dove coming down from heaven and lighting upon him. And God said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what Luke 4.1 says, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. And then after his temptation, he returned in the power of the Spirit of God. So you and I, when we get saved, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1 tells us that. And uh, God wants us to be filled with. And to be filled with is to be controlled by. Uh, in Ephesians 5, be filled with the Spirit. In Colossians 3, that the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And the consequences of being filled with the Spirit and the word of Christ dwelling in you richly is the same. So uh, to be filled with the Spirit is to be controlled by the word of God that ought to dwell in our hearts richly. And <clears throat> Jesus, he was God's son. You can't have the spirit of God if you're not God's son. And he pleased God in whom I am well pleased. If you do those things as a Christian that are well pleasing to God, you don't want to do that which is not pleasing to God. You want to do that which is pleasing to God. So in 2021, Lord, help me please you. Help me do those things that are pleasing to God. Now, the scriptures say, grieve not the spirit of God, whereby you're sealed to the day of redemption and quench not the spirit. When you quench the spirit, it's like you're pouring water on a fire. And when you grieve him, it's like he is saying, I want you to do this, and you say no. Or you could say it like this. To grieve him, he says yes, and you say no. And to quench him, you say no, and he says yes. God wants us to not quench the spirit, Not to grieve the Spirit, but to walk in the Spirit. And then the Bible teaches us, also in Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, that Jesus was tempted but did not sin. It's not a sin to be tempted. If it were, then Jesus would have sinned because he was tempted. Scripture says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that ye may also bear. it. Everybody's tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. And when lust is finished, it bringeth forth death. But to be tempted is, is not sin. By the way, did you know there are only three ways to be tempted? There are only three ways you can sin. Three. I thought there's a bunch. No. Now there's a bunch of sins. But they would all come under one of these three categories. John, in 1 John 2, verses 15, 16, and 17, John said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world passeth away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth Forever. When Jesus was tempted, he had fasted for those 40 days, and the devil said, if thou be the Son of God, make these stones into bread. Now, the lust of the flesh is to satisfy a lust of the flesh. That is a desire to feel something that's not God's will, certainly at that time. Is it it a sin to satisfy hunger pain? Probably about 12.30, 1 o'clock today, a bunch of us are going to go do that. That's not a sin. But for that moment, that would have been wrong for him to have done what the devil suggested to him. You know, the devil says, you know, you don't have to wait to get married. The devil would say, if you want to get drunk and make you feel good, whatever. It's a lust of the flesh. It's a desire to feel something. That's not God's will, certainly at that time. And then a lust of the eyes is a desire to possess something. It's not God's will at that time. Jesus was taken up into a high mountain, and he was shown all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said, I'll give you all these if you'll fall down to worship me. And the implication is just do it one time. And uh, could he have done that? Could he have given him those kingdoms? Well, if he would have, he would have given him a kingdom full of reprobates, full of sinners. Jesus didn't take that. He waited for the time when the kingdoms of this world would be delivered up to him and he would get the kingdom of people who have been redeemed. It is a desire to possess something. You know, the the devil gets people by the hook of, you can have that. You can have that right now. You can possess that. Jesus didn't do that. And then the third way is by the pride of life. And that's when the devil took Jesus upon a pinnacle, and he said, uh, "Why don't you cast yourself down? And he'll get this angel's charge over thee, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone." And of course, Jesus did not do that. The idea is, just think whatever everybody would think. You're a mighty miracle worker. He jumped off of the pinnacle of the temple, and he didn't even hurt himself. He must be somebody special. Now, Jesus did not do that. By the way, all that is of the world, and the world passeth away, I have on my wrist a watch. And this watch will tell me that today is Sunday. It is January the first, or rather, January the first month, and the third day. And it tells me the time, the hour, minute, and seconds. And uh, it would say that is ten. Now, the reason mine says that is I didn't know how to set it back when the time changed. It's a cheap watch. Now we're too close to changing it back, so I thought I'd just leave it. uh, So I would say it's 11, 39, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34. What I'm saying is time is passing away. That's what the Lord said about the world. If you give yourself to the world, you're giving yourself to something that's passing away. Who would get in a boat to sail around the world if you knew it was leaking? Who would put money in a bank if you knew that they were going to go belly up? So why would we do all this for the world? that's going to be passing away. So Jesus was, he was tempted, but he did not sin. Jesus memorized scripture. And he memorized scripture, and when the devil tempted him, he said, It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It is written, it is written. All three of those times came out of the book of Deuteronomy. But he knew the scriptures, and he was able to quote the scriptures. It would be a good year for all of us to increase our arsenal of our weapon, the word of God. Now, sometimes people say, well, I I know what the verse says, I just don't remember where it lives. It's not so much where it lives, it's the fact that you know it. You know, when Jesus quoted from Deuteronomy, he didn't say Deuteronomy 8, he just gave him the word. So we should, if we're going to be like Jesus. Now, there's five things you can do to the Bible. We're just about done because I said it for five minutes. I've got about a minute. The five things you can do with the Bible is, if you looked at your hand again, you can hear it, read it, study it, memorize it, and then think about what you've heard, read, studied, and memorized. If you do those five things to the Word of God, you can get a, you know, the Scripture says that the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, you can get a good grip on the Word of God if you'll hear it, read it, study it, memorize it, and think about what you've heard, read, studied, and memorized. And there's a couple other things that you say, well, I'm, I'm doing those things. You see, that's the whole point. We think that sometimes this is all so difficult and, and it's sort of you have to be on a special class before you can get it. Oh, you, you go from center class to a son of God class. You go from darkness to light. And God wants all of us to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Let's pray together. Dear Father, thank you for the word of God that is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you for Gospel Baptist Church and the stand that they have taken for the word of God over the years. Thank you for Pastor Bill and Miss Kathy and the dear folks here at Gospel Lord, we pray that 2021 will be a wonderful year for Pastor Bill. Help him to get through that surgery. And I pray that you would encourage him and strengthen him. And that, Lord, you are the God who heals. So would you heal him and bless him. Give us a great service to follow here. May the Lord be honored and glorified and magnified. In Jesus' name, amen.